Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It's not okay that our biggest grocery stores are making record profits while Canadians are struggling to put food on the table. That is your dictator, Justin Trudeau. Clearly, that Castro blood flowing through him. What? What, you don't believe the rumors? Take a look at a photo of a young Fidel Castro, and then take a look at a photo of Justin Trudeau, then get back to me, won't you? Tony Katz, what are we doing? Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That is the number that's how you get to be a part of the show. Justin Trudeau, how dare a supermarket make a profit? Don't they know their job is to supply the food for free? You don't know that? You don't know that supply and demand isn't real? That profit motive is just bad? Oh, then you're never going to make a good dictator. You'll never be a good authoritarian. I swear to you, Justin Trudeau is just a second away from screaming for expropriation. He made this. This was a statement. He's got people behind him. They're like, they're super happy. Listen. It's not okay that our biggest grocery stores are making record profits while Canadians are struggling to put food on the table. So Minister Champagne will be calling on the heads of large grocers to come to Ottawa with a plan to address the rising cost of food. And we expect to hear from them by Thanksgiving on what their plan is to stabilize prices. And it- now, what you're hearing uh, uh, applause, it's like, is that the Star Wars line? Uh, so is this how democracy dies with thunderous applause? Well, it's Canada. You know, it's, it's not necessarily a democracy. But you got to think, you know, you're, you're, you're calling the, 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 the grocers there to, to Ottawa. It's, oh, it's getting serious. You're going to call them. And what are you going to do about lowering food prices? You know, and you got to be like, well, they, I guess they're going to come with, with a plan. And you're like, they're going to come with a plan? What would Brian Boitano do if he was here right now? He'd make a plan and he'd follow through. That's what Brian Boitano would do. What would Brian Boitano do if he were here today? I'm sure he'd kick ass. Well, I don't know if Brian Boitano owns any grocery stores in Canada, but Justin Trudeau, your prime minister, he's got a plan. And let me be very clear. If their plan doesn't provide real relief for the middle class and people working hard to join it, then we will take further action and we are not ruling anything out, including tax measures. What you just heard was applause for an authoritarian regime. You did not hear a democracy. You did not hear a republic. You did not hear from somebody who believes in liberty or freedom. You heard from somebody who was clearly cribbing from Kim Jong-un. That's Justin Trudeau. Share that with your kids. 
tell them what this means. Either you will lower the prices or we will tax you and take the money that way. If I'm the grocer, you know what I say? Go ahead, have a nice day. I don't even bother showing up. The threat? Hey, Justin, kiss my ass. Gone. Taxes. You already told us what's going to happen. You already told us how this is going to go down. In Indianapolis, um, during COVID, the, the mayor, uh, Joe Hogsett, who is not a good mayor, he was trying to explain uh, to businesses that you can't be having this, you can't be allowing uh, that in your place because COVID, it's so dangerous. And one of the things they said is, you know, you can't, we're not going to be uh, allowing dancing, we're not going to be allowing drinking, we're not going to be allowing all this. And it was very, it was very, very footloose, right? Can't have uh, dancing here. And we had, we had put together this whole thing. Footloose. Dr. Kane and her team will go full footloose on your business if you're operating as a dance club. Dr. Kane was the medical director in, in Indianapolis. Oh, they're going to shut you down. I, I got to do that now with, uh, with, with Trudeau. Or can I marry his speech with some kind of Kim Jong-un speech? See, people are going to do it with like a Hitler speech. I'm like, that's, you see, you lose it there. You got you to be a little more in the now. Stop telling me this is a good guy. Stop telling me this is a smart guy or a decent guy. It's uh it's 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 not. It is not. He is not. Yet there are many people on the political left who love this. There are people on the political left who hear this. And let me be very clear. If their plan doesn't provide real relief for the middle class and people working hard to join it, then we will take further action and we are not ruling anything out, including tax measures. Leftists hear that? Yes! 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 They love it. They love the power. They love to destroy they love it. Anybody who thinks that Justin Trudeau is a good or decent leader doesn't know anything about leadership. As a matter of fact, if you have anybody in your organization or you're working somewhere where they think Justin Trudeau provides value, it might be time to start looking for another gig. Was blown away by that, that audio. It's not the only madness Going on today, of course, we know that yesterday the gun charges have been brought against Hunter Biden. Good. 
Rightfully so, but I'll tell you that I am shocked, stunned that it happened because this is David Weiss. This is the special counsel who should never be allowed to be special counsel. He was the U.S. attorney in Delaware. And a special counsel has to come from outside the government. Merrick Garland appoints, gives uh, David Weiss the special counsel status because Merrick Garland, is, the attorney general, is a highly political, terrible person in the vein of Harry Reid. And thank goodness, thank goodness he isn't on the Supreme Court. And we all have Mitch McConnell to 100% thank for that. I love cocaine! Cocaine Mitch, he is your guy. Well, we know that David Weiss wasn't going to bring charges against Hunter Biden regarding the taxes, not paying his taxes, the way he filed his taxes. It wasn't until two whistleblowers came out uh, uh, and, and, and spoke, IRS whistleblowers, that, yes, they brought those charges. But those charges were part of the sweetheart deal where the gun charge was made into pretrial diversion. The gun charge, of course, is that he lied on Form 4473. Hunter Biden lied to purchase a firearm. That's what happened. Are you you, uh, a drug user? No. Well, yes, you are. You're just writing a book about your drug use. So, you know, not so much a thing to write, to put on a form. You lied. But instead of being charged with that, he was given pretrial diversion which is a deal you don't get unless you're white and your last name is Biden. And I would argue much more about your last name being Biden, but neither here nor there. Well, this is the the deal, the sweetheart plea deal that got blown up by the judge. Remember when the, the he was gonna plead uh was he gonna plead guilty and then the plea deal would take effect? The judge asked a question. It's a rather simple question. Um this this plea deal, does this mean that if uh further charges come uh come down? If, if further charges are wanna be brought by the by the DOJ, the DOJ can bring them? And Biden's lawyer said absolutely not. And the DOJ Realizing they had been caught, said, well, of course. Now, what do I mean by realizing they had been caught? This is my theory. The DOJ knew that the language in the sweetheart plea deal was broad enough and loose enough that the defense team could allege that it covered everything, and the DOJ would be like, well, what can you do? And then they'd forget about it. But when the judge asked the question, they couldn't actually lie to the judge Their careers would be over. The problems would be massive. So they said no. That's when Hunter's legal team went absolutely bonkers and said things like, we'll rip this up right now. You'll rip it up right now. You talk that way to the DOJ? In every other situation, the DOJ would be like, all right, bitches, rip it up. Let's see what happens. We'll bring all of it to court. Best of luck to you. But that's not what happened. They put together another deal to which the judge said, whoa, 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 and whoa, maybe we, uh, maybe we won't have this happen. Maybe, maybe this isn't the thing. You know what? There's no deal, and that's when uh, Hunter pled the, the, the not guilty, and that was it. Well, then the tax charges, they, they got dropped, and that left this gun charge, the Special counsel David Weiss, who used to work with Bo Biden, the late brother of 
Hunter Biden, the son of President Biden, says, well, look, I, I got to get a grand jury going on this because we got to have something by the by the 29th. Otherwise, well, the grand jury's done. Well, that, there'll be nothing. So we got to try now. This was last week. And what I said here was, no way. Not going to come. Not going to happen. They're, they are not going to bring charges. Well, dang, if I was wrong, they did. They did bring charges. A false, making a false statement in the purchase of a firearm, making a false statement related to information required to be kept by a federal firearms licensed dealer, and one count of possession of a firearm by a person who is an unlawful user of or addicted to a controlled substance. I am stunned that that happened. I am happy that it happened. What do I think happens from here? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what level of settlement uh, the, 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 the Hunter Biden team is going to go for, what it is the DOJ is going to work out with them, the whole thing. I don't know. Here's what I do know. If Eric or Donald Trump Jr. had been indicted, the news media would have stopped because everybody within CNN and MSNBC would have fallen down. They wouldn't know what to do with themselves. They they would need to catch their breath. They would have been all so giddy, so joyful. It would be the biggest news story ever. Hunter Biden gets indicted. And just like that, you know how important talk radio is, no matter who you're listening to. We're the only people who cover all the things. We're the only people who even come close to covering all the things. So I have no idea what's going to happen next. I really and truly don't. But then again, I'm amazed that this first part happened at all. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. You know, Joe Biden has told a few lies in his day, and mostly it's just, well, pathetic. And then the more you listen to it, the more it's just offensive. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. It's offensive when he says, I know what you Gold Star families are feeling. It's offensive when he goes to Lahaina uh, there in Maui and says, uh, you've lost everything because of a, of a fire where we still don't have all the data, by the way. Well, I once had a small kitchen fire and lost my toaster. He embellishes in a way that's disgusting. Oh, the day after seven, uh, uh, of September 11th, the day after September 11th, I was there at ground zero and it looked like the gates of hell. He wasn't there. He embellishes. He lies to make himself sound better, stronger, tougher. And the man tells many lies. Name me one. Sure. This was you speaking to a group of rabbis. I uh, I might say raised in uh, the uh, synagogues of my state. (laughs) You think I'm kidding, I'm not. (laughs) But back in Wilmington, Delaware, 
Shalom was a home of countless friends for me. Well, I'm so glad that it was, but allow me to be clear. Joe Biden was not raised in the synagogues of Delaware. That's a lie. Tony, do you know how many synagogues there are in Delaware? No, I don't. What I know is Joe Biden was not raised in the synagogues of his state. Joe Biden is a pandering jerk. Joe Biden is the same guy who said he was raised by the Puerto Rican community of Delaware. You were raised by the Jews and the Puerto Ricans? Man, you have eaten good. But nobody believes you because you are a lying fraud. As was noted in his memoir, Promises to Keep, back in 2007, he never mentions the word synagogue. In his 2017 book, Promise Me, Dad, there's no mention of synagogues. He lies. Now, maybe in his weirdo child-sniffing head, he actually thinks he was. I don't know. But the reality is, he wasn't. He wasn't. He hasn't. And if he was raised in those synagogues, don't you think that he would better understand the threat of Iran and not give them $6 billion? Uh, uh, Representative uh, Jim Banks joined me next to, uh, to break that down. And I say this as we're coming up on, on Rosh Hashanah. It's the Jewish New Year. It, it starts uh, t- tonight. Uh, and and uh, it's it's always good uh, to celebrate over five thousand years of having Ilhan Omar hate you. It's always a little something now. Yes, seriously, Jason, nothing. There we go. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, uh, Jason, uh, handling that. I appreciate it. Uh, he wasn't raised uh, by the rabbis because I think that's an unbelievable insult. To the rabbis. But this guy is unbelievably insulting. And it's not that saying this is an insult to anybody who's Jewish. I can't imagine somebody who's Jewish would take it as an insult. I certainly didn't. It is just he who is insulting. Because everything Biden says has no connection to reality. And this leads us to whether or not Biden is on the ticket. A lot of people made a lot of hay of that David Ignatius piece over at the Washington Post. And I totally understand why you didn't pay any attention to it because you're living your life. But the people who run in those uh, uh, elitist political circles, they paid a lot of attention to it. Look for more negative press about Joe Biden. Any negative press you see is part of a push to get him and Kamala not to run, to get them out of the way, because people realize, realize what a problem Biden is. You've got members of Congress not endorsing Kamala Harris to be the running mate. You've got the piece from Ignatius. So look for that, because what you and I have known Even the Democrats can no longer ignore. Biden is a liar. And Biden makes everybody look really bad.
This is Tony Katz today. It seems that all with all the talk about you know Hunter Biden now being indicted for the gun charge, and I, I argue rightfully uh, so, uh, that we seem to have lost track of a story that took place earlier this week that somehow we're now going to have this prisoner exchange with Iran. I'm not opposed to prisoner exchanges, but to the tune of $6 billion. Now, a check is not being written by the United States, but if you give Iran $6 billion, if you give a mouse a cookie, you know what's going to come. What's going to come is not that the people of Iran somehow get a chance to live a freer life, a better life with less oppression, What you have is more terrorism, whether it be towards Israel or towards the United States, certainly more attacks on oil freighters in the Straits of Hormuz. Trusting Iran, this very much feels like the Obama term 3.0 because Obama was desperate to bring Iran into the fold or at least show them love for reasons that make no sense to rational people. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. Find everything, of course, at TonyKatz.com. Let me bring in Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District. He is a candidate for Senate for the Republicans, endorsed by the Indiana Republican uh, Party. Uh, Let me share this with you, Congressman. Uh, This is Joe Biden just the other day talking about Republicans. For all the time they spend attacking me and my plan, here's what they never do. They never talk about what they want to do. No, no. Think about it. They tell you what they're against. What are they for? It's like they want to keep it a secret. I don't blame them. <clears throat> well, today I'm going to I'm going to talk about their plans. Look, we're going to talk about the MAGA Republican economic plan. And by the way, this is not your father's Republican Party. <clears throat> this is a different deal. All kidding aside. We've all worked with Republicans on the other side over our careers and become good friends, honest, decent people. Disagree like hell with them, but they were but they were in the deal. They thought the institutions mattered. They thought it mattered. Well, guess what? Our democracy is at risk because I don't think they do think it matters anymore. So it turns out that President Biden wants you to know that Republicans don't think the country matters anymore. And he's the man who just sent six billion dollars to Iran. How do you respond to a statement like that, uh, Congressman Banks? Yeah, Tony, it's infuriating to hear this president say things like that. His actions over the past uh, almost three years in the White House proved to me that this is the the most anti-American president that we've ever had, a president who never puts America first in our foreign policy and our domestic policy, puts the rest of the interests of the rest of the world first and paying a six billion dollar ransom to the biggest state sponsor of terrorism is proof of it. Donald Trump got us out of the Iran nuclear deal. He campaigned on it. He said he he rightly said it was one of the worst deals that America got, ever got into on Obama's watch. And then when Biden came to office, he was hell-bent on getting us back into another Iran nuclear deal. He couldn't get it done, so this is a backdoor way for him to do it. This prisoner swap, six uh, unfreezing bank accounts, lifting sanctions, giving the uh, the Ayatollah, the regime in Iran, six billion dollars that we know will be funneled to Hezbollah, to Hamas, to their proxy terrorist groups. 
who want to wipe Israel off the map and the same people who regularly chant death to America. And this is this is who the president is dealing with. Just one last thought on this, Tony. Until recently, I had a former staffer, Shi Yue Wang, who was who was abducted and captured, arrested in Iran. Uh, he was in prison for three years, and it happened right after the Obama the, the Obama Iran nuclear deal. He now works for the Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party. But he, he's an example of what happens when you deal with terrorists. You just invite them to continue doing what they do. They're gonna they're, if you reward them for these types of activities, they're gonna continue to do it. They're going to uh, they're gonna continue to get away with what they've gotten away with before and uh, think that they can get America to give them more money to let them off the hook again in the future. Which leads to, of course, the the capturing of more people, taking more prisoners, abducting more people. The idea of a prisoner swap, though, you don't oppose that as a concept, do you? Well, of course not. I mean, it's a it's a it's an important part of our foreign policy to go out and and uh, and, and 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 leverage our enemies to allow American citizens to come back home. But I, I, there, there is something uh, uh, deeply wrong with this particular deal. I mean, Ted, Ted Cruz has even alleged that that, the, that Biden has made a secret deal with Iran that includes a $10 billion transfer and hundreds of billions of dollars in, in, uh, in oil sanctions relief. And if that is true, this isn't a prisoner swap. This is a backdoor way for the Biden administration to negotiate a new so-called Iran nuclear deal to appease the biggest state sponsor of terrorism, terrorism in the world, rather than to hold them accountable for their bad activities. In your time on, on, on Capitol Hill, talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd uh, District, former head of the Republican Study Committee, candidate for Senate uh, for the Republicans in the state of Indiana, uh, have you been able to ascertain or discern why it is that whether it be the Democratic Party or specifically those attached to the previous Obama administrations are so desperate to align themselves with Iran and engage in a defense of Iran? Yeah, you, you know, Tony, I, I ask this question repeatedly. What is the political constituency that motivates Joe Biden uh, to go out and, and appease uh, Iran? Uh, I, I don't I really don't get it. I mean, I, 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 I maybe maybe I'm naive, but who are who are the voters in America who are going to vote for Democrats and Joe Biden because they're giving six billion dollars to the biggest state sponsor of terrorism? I, I don't know who those voters are, so I can't answer that question. And um, I, even when I asked my Democrat colleagues, some of my Democrat friends, what what's what's going on here? What's behind the curtain? What why are you guys? hell-bent on doing this again, they, they can't explain it either. The only thing I can come up with, Tony, is that, that the, the you know, people ask me all the time, obviously Joe Biden uh, isn't with it. He's obviously not in charge. He's not running the country. So who really is? And the best answer I can give them is that the administration is filled with Obama holdovers. I mean, you think about, you think about um, yeah, a, a lot of the, the key uh, players in his foreign policy were part of the Obama administration. This is almost like a a part of the Obama legacy that they're trying to resurrect and correct that Donald Trump ended, something that Obama did that, Trump's, that Trump got us out of, and now Biden is trying to resurrect a, a key point of the Obama legacy. It doesn't make any sense to me, but that's the only answer I can give you. I, I must say that, you know, I, I, I understand the sentiment. 
uh, regarding whether Joe Biden's okay. But it is it is a statement coming from a member of Congress uh, to say that the president isn't in charge. Is this your belief? Is this uh, a, a a belief on the Hill amongst Republicans? Uh, give, give me, give me. I, it's, my, it's my strong and sincere belief that, that Joe Biden is not running the White House, that it's the people around him who are controlling what he does. Tells They tell him what to do. It's obvious that this man is is uh, senile that he's not in, he's not fully with it and not capable of leading our country. So it always begs the question. My constituents, my 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 voters, my friends, uh, all throughout the state of Indiana are asking me if obviously this guy's not not running the show. Who is? And you know that 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 that's the best I can that's the best answer I can give them. It's the it's the the Obama uh, apparatus the. The, the, the key figures of the Obama administration that have filled the Biden administration who are really running the show. Let's move over to the impeachment inquiry. Uh, of course, it was Speaker McCarthy who came out earlier this week to say that it would happen, uh, whether or not that was because of pressure from whether it be Congressman uh, uh, Matt Gates or others within the party. There's been conversations that McCarthy isn't doing enough. McCarthy pushing back, saying, uh, if you want to call for the vote for a new speaker, I dare you to do it. Uh, now, that's an infighting conversation that I'd rather not have uh around to be honest but where are you on the impeachment inquiry did you had you pushed this with uh kevin mccarthy what is where are you on this yeah for the past three months i've been calling for impeachment i'm I'm ready to to vote uh put put the impeachment vote on the floor uh today and i'll vote for it uh however tony that there aren't 217 republicans who are on the same page that I am, that, who believe that Joe Biden is the most corrupt president in American history and that we should impeach him. So that, that's why Speaker McCarthy earlier this week, I, I believe on um, Monday or Tuesday, announced formally that we will begin the impeachment inquiry process. He instructed three committees of jurisdiction, the Oversight Committee led by James Comer of Kentucky. The, the key committee in all of this is the Judiciary Committee led by Jim Jordan of Ohio. And then also the Ways and Means Committee with with tax jurisdiction led by Jason Smith of Missouri. And that's important because all of the evidence that we already have shows that the the corruption led by Hunter Biden, the other members of the Biden family, the money that Joe Biden was receiving from uh, those uh, corrupt deals with foreign countries like China, Russia, uh, oligarchs and pro-Russian oligarchs in Ukraine and other places, and then funneling that money to Joe Biden. We know that Hunter Biden paid to renovate Joe Biden's house, and we know where the money came from in, Joe, in Hunter Biden's account to do that. So that, but, but Tony, let me make something very clear. The impeachment inquiry is half about the corruption of Joe Biden, which we know, which we know uh, is the case, but really the other half of impeachment inquiry is how the current administration, the, the Department of Justice, has covered it up uh, why, why they refused to arrest Hunter Biden on, on the tax uh, evasion charges and, and uh, some of, the, some of the, the issues related uh, to, to what's happened currently in this current administration to cover up uh, some of these situations, too. So there, there that, are, 
if that's the second half of it, that's very that's very important that can't be lost in this. Space. There are those who will tell you that, you know, you have the Justice Department now bringing the indictment regarding gun charges uh, against Hunter Biden lying on Form 4473 uh, and, and a series of charges. And I am actually surprised. I didn't think the DOJ would get it done. I didn't think they would make it happen. There are some who want to go down the road of this is to try and keep everybody from talking about Hunter Biden as uh, a foreign agent. Hunter Biden representing other companies and not being registered, right? Farah uh, uh, applications, or I should say, um, uh, not engaging those properly, those regulations, the word I was looking for. You think this is all cover from the Department of Justice? Well, remember, I mean, I'm glad that Hunter Biden was arrested for uh, an obvious crime that he committed. I mean, he, he, he threw a gun in a dumpster and the Secret Service was called to come and cover it up. I mean, there, there are lots of questions about that that I hope come to light uh, as, after, after the arrest. But the, the bigger issues here, Tony, and never forget it, when, when David Weiss, the special prosecutor, uncovered the evidence of tax fraud and, and the DOJ refused to arrest Hunter Biden for it. The, the tax fraud charges are directly related and will lead the, the paper trail, the, 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 the bank account records will lead directly to the big guy, Joe, Joe Biden, skimming 10 percent off the top. And what Hunter Biden did to funnel that money to his dad when he sold off access to his father as vice president and, and probably senator for years before that, the, the, those types of corrupt activities. Why didn't the DOJ arrest Hunter Biden for the tax fraud charges where there's where there's clear uh, evidence that that occurred. I think it's because I, I think this is what the impeachment inquiry will uncover. The DOJ refused to do that because it leads to a much larger question and leads directly to the guy in the White House. This um, uh, impeachment inquiry, uh, there's a committee. Are you going to be on that committee? Have you asked to be on that committee? Well, it's not a new committee. Again, it's the three committees of jurisdiction, uh, the Oversight Committee, the Judiciary Committee, and the Ways and Means Committee. So in Indiana, I think Victoria Sparks is on the Judiciary Committee. Um, I, I don't know if one of our I, – I can't recall if one of our new two freshman members are on one of the, the Oversight Committees. Um, I'll have to go back and look. But um, no, I won't, I won't, I'm not on one of those three committees, so I won't play a direct role. Congressman uh, Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District. Uh, be- before I-, I-, I let you go, um, the there has been a lot of talk over the past weekend when, when you saw this story uh, from uh, David Ignatius in the Washington Post about how Joe Biden shouldn't run again. And, of course, if you're starting to see the Washington Post and the New York Times make this uh, case, very well this could be the case being made. Is there anything that has shown you that the Democratic Party is serious about keeping Joe Biden and Kamala Harris off the ticket and replacing them? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's unlikely at this point that that would be the case. I mean, they're, they're, the Democrats are stuck with Joe Biden and they know it. So something something dramatic would have to happen for them to replace uh, uh, Joe Biden. Remember, Indiana is a good example. We are well over halfway through the the ballot access process. I'm going through it, running for the Senate right now, getting the signatures that I need to get my name on the ballot. That process is 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 nearing an end. So the Democrats would have to act very quickly to 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 find another candidate and go out and get that candidate's name on the ballot in 50 states. Now they could at the convention they could change their rules and do things to 
replace uh, Biden Harris. But you know, I, 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 my, my sense is that they're probably stuck with the guy. But I, but like you, I'm I, I watched a clip of James Carville this morning talking about all the great candidates that Democrats have in the waiting for 20 ballots. So there's certainly a conversation on the left out there going on about what 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 they can do to get there. But I, my sense is they're probably stuck with the guy. Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, I appreciate you taking the time. Candidate for a Senate, U.S. Senate from Indiana, appreciate you. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz. So what do I make of the rumor that South Dakota Governor Kristen Nome, Christy Nome? And Trump advisor Corey Lewandowski have been having a years-long affair? Well, what else can you make of it? Lewandowski's a player. No, 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 that's not right, Tony. He's married, she's married, this is terrible. Dude, people do weird, weird, weird things. The question is, what is the voter going to think? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Do I believe it? Do I not believe it? I have no clue. The Daily Mail has a story that South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem and Corey Lewandowski have been involved in a, quote, years-long clandestine affair. I don't know. It's been years since I've spoken to Corey Lewandowski. And even if I was, I wouldn't ask him, hey, how's your sex life? I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask. I wouldn't know. Um, but the timing of this is happening, I assume, because Noam just endorsed Trump and is Noam going to be a running mate of Trump? And this is to try and maybe cut her off at the knees? I don't have an, an answer. Because as the story goes, well, people have been talking about this and writing about this for years. For years. I have no clue what's true in this and what's not. Um, it's something that they're going to have to work out with their families. If, if it is and if it isn't, man, that's a gross thing. Gross story to report. How does it affect voters? I guess that depends on the truth part. We'll find out. This is Tony Katz today.